Hello, welcome to another episode of Rich Hands Less Square Theatre Podcast. The guest is Ed Byrne. It's a cracker. Um, we're recording more of these for Series 12. Thank you very much if you back the Kickstarter. It's all happening. Um, here's the guests. Uh, on October the 16th, you'll be able to see me talking to Ellie Taylor, plus to be announced. On the 23rd, you'll be able to hear me talking to Armando Yanucci and someone else. On the 30th of October, you'll be able to see me talking to Jan Ravens and someone else. On the 6th of November, who knows, could be anyone. The 13th of November, Reg D. Hunter and another person. 20th of November, Richard Osman and another person. 27th of November, I don't know. No one knows. No one knows who's that's, who that's going to be, but it'll be someone amazing. If you want to buy tickets to come and see that, that would be fantastic. It's a great evening, and you get to hear all the bits that get cut out, like the couple of quite long stories in this particular podcast. Um, so uh, go to richtang.com slash gigs and you can see all the links or head to the lessersquaretheatre.com uh, website and you can find the link that way as well. Anyway, let's sit back and enjoy what's left of Raharastapa with Ed Burr. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who now lives in the countryside and loves the way that that turns his whole life into an action film. It's Richard Harris! <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome to another episode of uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was um, on the set of uh, Cheggers Plays Pop the other day. It's still going, it's just, they've got the same, it's very old Keith Chegwin and some of the kids who just never got home. Uh, there's a lot of those in the BBC in the 1970s and um, don't blame me, I don't do anything. And they call it Rehellistopus, so I don't know, that might catch on, who knows. And yeah, I, uh, it's, I've been living in the country now for two weeks, it's nice out there, and I'm living with my in-laws, so it's a little bit uh, weird for the moment, while my, so my house is ready to move into yet, yeah, so that's slightly odd. But I do quite like, because now, when I go travel, on tra- I have to use trains now, and you used to be on the tube, it's like, you lot go on the tube, don't you? But I have to go on trains, and they're at very specific times, the trains. And so... It makes your life really exciting because you think I can get to that. Can I? There's half an hour between each train, so there's some jeopardy, right? If you're close to the time your train is going, you. I was in Angel the other day, and I was like 20 minutes to the next train. I thought, will I be able to get the bus to King's Cross in time? It was like, honestly, it was like being in 24 or something. It was really. And then the bus stopped for a bit, and the bus driver said, "I'm sorry, we've been told to hold here." And they said, "Oh no!" And then I got I got to King's Cross with like three minutes till the train time. And I ran across the concourse, people were getting in the way. It's honestly, it's uh, Have you seen the film Sliding Doors, mate? It's, uh, it's like that. <laughs> I got the train this time, so it was very... Uh, spoiler alert, if you, if you haven't yet seen that movie. Uh, oh, this is bad, isn't it? This is my brand new notebook. Look at that, it's already done that. <sighs> and the pen's falling out of it. This is my tiny Rick notebook. That is, that is weak from the creators of Rick and Morty. You'd think they're notebooks. They'd have, they'd have more uh, uh, pride in their notebooks. It's a very good new series of Rick and Morty. It'll be out by the time people see this, but it, it, to people here. It's a very good show if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. You got that? A bit of Netflix. Do you like Netflix and, and chilling, mate? Do you like that? Yeah? yeah? Do you want to do that later, you and me? Look, we can just, we can, we can only lie beside each other. And we can lie beside each other and touch ourselves. That's it. That's all that's going to be allowed, though. You can just sneak out. Do a little bit of that. So, uh, sorry, I'm just flirting with the audience. So, um, thank you. Uh, so, well, let's crack straight on uh, with the show. Um, my guest this week, I hope he's ready. Uh, he wasn't there when I went off just now. Uh, he's probably best, it's another person who's best known for his appearance on Street Cred Sudoku. That so far, all people who asked about it don't even remember it existing. Will you please welcome Ed Bird, ladies and gentlemen, Ed Bird. Surprise. Yes, I've been, I, I realised, just as you said my name, I was sitting behind the wrong door. <laughs> that's, that's the exit door. For the <laughs> room. There, the is, there is, funnily enough for a theatre, there's actually another way on to the stage yeah, from, come on back from backstage other than going into the audience. 
and I should know that. I, I did a run. I did like a run of five gigs here. I have performed here. I should know how to get to the fucking stage. But it would have been polite of me to point it out beforehand. We were having a nice time chatting backstage. We didn't have yeah. time to... Well, you would, you would assume, having been here before, it's not a massive theatre. It's that there isn't that <laughs> spinal tap moment of running around underneath us trying to find the... But yeah, anyway. I'm on the stage now. You're Look at that. Now. That's there we go. There's a whole... Oh, I had a... There's a funny thing happened on the way to the stage. <laughs> so do you remember being in Street Crit? I can never say... Suzuki. Street Crit Sudoku. Sudoku. was the name of the, of the... Yes, it was a terrible show. It was on... Uh, what was... I think was then called UK Gold? What is now Dave, I think. Yes, I think you might be right. Uh, it was absolute dog shit, made by people who'd never made a panel show before. <laughs> I had no idea how to make one. We literally just wanted to make a panel show that had the word Sudoku in the title because yeah. there was a scramble. Do you remember when Sudoku first arrived? <laughs> it was massive. And they just wanted anything that was in any way tangentially uh, uh, connected to it. And, and so I, I was, yeah, I was, I, I, it was, anyway, it was shit. Yeah, but it was street cred, but anything that calls itself street cred is not a good sign. It was, all know, it was, was it was various questions about celebrities, and then if you got it right, it revealed another square on the Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> and so people at home could play along with the Sudoku puzzle if they were like completely devoid of a life. <laughs> um, that was a thing that they could do, but everything about it was terrible, including the fact that there was no fucking audience on the day we were supposed to record. There was no audience, and oh, the audience haven't shown up. The audience company has let us down. I couldn't, is it bring your child to work today today? Is there any adults in charge here? Um, yeah. And then, and then I had to go and do an interview to promote it, and I, I didn't even know, and I went on some, I think it was, it was LBC or BBC London or one of those, and they were having a discussion about Sudoku, and they thought I was coming on to defend the, the, the trend and the, and the popularity of Sudoku right. as a phenomenon, despite never having done a Sudoku in my life, and I thought I was there to promote a television program. And uh, we'd both been lied to, and it led to a very awkward interview. Yeah. So you thought you were just thinking, I'll just dig up a really obscure part of his past. But no, you've actually unearthed a very difficult time for me. Yeah, that's right. That's what I like about those. It's a bit like my appearance on This Week, by the sound of it. So, um, yay. They changed it at the last minute. Uh, anyway, never mind. Let's the other move thing on that sticks in my head was when it was being explained to me what it was like, what the show was about. The woman who was doing it over the phone to me pronounced the word round, as in the next round, as rind, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And then the next rind, peeling something? <laughs> but let's talk for a little. I, I, let's talk for a little bit about TV quiz shows because I haven't done that this series, and I, you've been in loads of them. Uh, oh, so, yeah. And I love that you've been. You raised the mo on uh, the chase. You got created the highest amount of money into the bank. I right? brought back. For, I, don't, I don't know if you know how the chase works. Of course, they know how the chase works. I'm guessing people who've paid money for a podcast recording know how a quiz show works. I'm, I'm going out on a limb there. Uh, yes, I brought back the record amount of money, both celebrity and non-celebrity, uh, from, from the chase or to the, back to the yeah. behind the desk. 117,000 pounds. I yeah. don't know if it could go that yes. high. But unfortunately, I, it was myself and Eric Bristow. <laughs> and I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say I carried him. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do great anyway, but there was a few times where just out of politeness I went, I won't buzz on this one. Let's give Eric a go. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. There was a golf question and he buzzed and fucking stood there. Like I nearly went, pass! <laughs> so yeah, we didn't do that well. No. We only got like 12 or 13 or... It was probably 11. I bet it was 11. I genuinely don't remember, but the fact that I said it was 12 or 13... Probably 11. Yeah. Does it still hurt? Because when I've been on these things and fail, I mean, that's a big success and then an annoying failure. Yeah. Does it still hurt? Uh, no, I felt I did what I could do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was quite pleased with how the whole day went, really. Yeah. Nadine Dorries was also on. Really? And uh, didn't make it back behind the desk. That's good. It's, that's good. It's not that clever. Which, uh, <laughs> which chase are you up against? Uh, the governess, who's actually oh, yeah. really nice. And Hagrid. Yeah, yeah she does lovely. seem nice. Yeah. yeah. I prefer pointless, but you've, you've been on pointless I've been on well. pointless twice. Didn't yeah. get to the final either time. I've been, I've I got been, to the head to the head. Oh, man. I, I, someone annoys me. 
Yeah. You, you, you've really I've, been, I've done it three times. It, the third one hasn't even been shown. We did it nearly a year ago. It's so annoying that I can't reveal that we didn't win again. So that's... <laughs> we got so... We got... Oh, it's, it's a really good one. I don't know why they're... I think they're holding on to it because it was just such a good episode. My, Achi wonderful. my Achilles heel is, is the memories of my uh, quiz shows. Yeah. I love quiz shows. Yeah, me I too. Love, and, I, and I do them because I watch them and, and being on them is like crawling into the television. It's like, I, I, I love it. And I think I'm good at them when I'm watching them. And then I go on them, and I never win. And it really haunts me every time. It's the same with me. That's I, was what I'm I was on Mastermind, I came third wow. out of four. Third! That's weak. I got the highest ever... John Bishop celebrity. came fourth, can I just point out? I John got the Bishop highest ever celebrity score on Mastermind and still lost, because then the next person got the highest score. <laughs> Who was that? That wasn't Mark Watson, was it? No, it wasn't Mark Watson. It was, um, I've forgotten, and Hilary Kay from uh, Antiques Roadshow, who did antiques. I'm not going to go on about it. I'm not going to keep going on about it. He did antiques. They can't do antiques if you're an antiques. Can't do it. Well, all I said when I did Mastermind, I yeah. wanted to say I wanted to do Prince as my chosen special right. subject, and Beverly Knight was already doing Prince, right, as her chosen special subject. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I had to pick something else. Yeah. I, I picked the Star Trek movies. Oh, and I thought it was very unfair. They did two questions about Star Trek uh, Nemesis, which was the shittest Star Trek film, <laughs> which even I, as a fan of the Star Trek movies, couldn't get to the fucking end of. <laughs> and they did two questions about it. Right, not yeah. fair. <laughs> and then the first time I did pointless, <laughs> yeah. got into the head-to-head, -head and, uh, and the one I lost it on, to the fucking, what's his name? Yeah, yeah you know him. I know him. Barry, it was Barry oh, Chuckle. You know the, 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 the horse racing commentator with the yeah. hat. The fat oh, guy. John McCreary. John McCreary. Oh my God. And his wife, who is not a celebrity. <laughs> and I just quite, my wife wanted to go on Pointless with me and couldn't get away. Well, honey, they're not going to take you. You're not a celebrity. So I was on with Lucy Porter, yeah. who's very clever and very you know, useful to be on. But, but he gets to go on with his wife. Yeah. Which, so I got that in the neck for my wife when I got home. <laughs> And it was uh, name a band, name a dance troupe, a dance troupe from Top of the Pops. Yeah. And he said pants people. Yeah. And I said hot gossip. That was a bad. Who were mistake. not on Top of the Pops. That was Kenny Everett show. Kenny Everett show. But they were. With, with you should have gone for legs and coat. Legs and coat. That that have, that that's what that Lucy boy, Lucy said. What, legs limited or something they were called. Oh. They were, no, it's legs and coat. Well, they, I didn't even get the name right, so that's going to be more obscure. And I. Uh, there no, isn't a should have said zoo. That's what I should have said. There's some more, than, and there was no. one between. Those they won't even remember. Those really, no, I can't even remember the word. So that haunts me. John McCrick's a fucking idiot as well. I played, <laughs> I played poker against him, and he had the best possible hand that you could have unfolded on it. He had, he, he had basically, he basically had a royal flush. He had the best thing that was possible from the day. Oh, he's gonna keep your opponents Fold. guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's guessing. He's a wild man. <laughs> he was going on before I know that women couldn't play poker, and then yeah. he was knocked out by a woman after folding <laughs> the nuts. However, uh, I did win 30 grand on uh, Family Fortunes. Yes, well, I was going to ask about Family Fortunes. You've done Family Fortunes and Mr. F F F and Mr. Mr. Mrs. Mr. Mrs. Yeah. 30 grand? You don't get to keep that, though, did you? No, they went to charity. Went to a charity that then got exposed as being a really corrupt charity. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, Google it. There was a charity in Ireland called Console, who were this like uh, suicide bereavement charity, and it turned out they were fucking driving around in brand new Audi Q9s and shit like that. And yeah, it was all it was a big scandal. And I, yeah, I raised a lot of money that apparently went up some dude's nose. Yeah. Thank God they didn't get the hundred and seventeen thousand. Thank God you lost the chase. <laughs> <laughs> good, I'm, I'm delighted you've done, you've done, you know, that's good, you've won one. I've, I've never won one on TV, I've always, I've never But, but yeah, but I'd say what, my sister won it, like when we did the thing at the end. I mean, we, as it was a team effort, but my yeah. sister went on, she got four of the top five answers. But you know, Family Fortunes is really easy. It's, it's like, it's like pointless for idiots, it's no, like reverse no. pointless. No, because here, here's what's different with Family Fortunes compared to Pointless, is that with Pointless, if, it's, if your answer is wrong, boom. Yeah, you know, that's it. On Family Fortunes, even if the answer is wrong, it still counts. <laughs> so, it, just so long as people have said it in answer to the question. So one of the questions was, what's another word for rich? Yeah. I don't mean like dick yeah. or, yeah. No. but you know, um, you know. <laughs> no, I've had another derivation of rich. 
Richard, and then, you know. Um, oh, I see. So it, it was, um, and, and people were suggesting, you know, wealthy, loaded, etc. And the one that none of us guessed was well off. Because <laughs> it's not a fucking word. <laughs> it's two words. But it doesn't matter, you see. So that's how I think you have to second guess the stupidity of the yeah. people answering the question. Because, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. People might get, the, might get the question wrong. And I have to guess, maybe, when, when, when somebody's answered, uh, you know, can you name a country behind the Iron Curtain? Maybe they will have said Ireland. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> have you ever done celebrity tipping point? Yeah. Have you? Oh, man, I so want to do Got that. Got all my questions right, virtually, just shit on the machine. Yeah. Didn't there's, have a thing. There's an element of luck in there. But no, I did it. I, I lost it. I'm not. Uh, I, okay. I, we really are. I'm, I'm, we're going through it. It's yeah. the quizzes. Uh, the question that I lost it on was um, when I say lost it, I mean I tore the set apart and tried to out. The word pulmonary, pulmonary yeah. refers to what organ of the body? The pulmonary artery. Well, the I mean, lungs. It's the lungs. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the fact that they said organ and not organs through me. Um, and I said heart, which is wrong, obviously. Yeah. That did me. Did you have to do the bit where Ben Shepherd goes, what do you think is going to happen now? And then you go, I think, I know, it's probably going to go in the, the it's random, isn't it? So we don't know, don't know yet. And should we just wait and see what happens with Ben? Rather ben than discussing is, it. Ben Shepherd is a lovely man. He's great. He really, really does go, but yeah. he really has. He, I, 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 hats off doing that show. I think he could literally narrate paint drying. If he can do that, if he can turn that into, ooh, that one went a bit quick. Ooh, it's gone to the left. Well, it was one of two ways it was gonna go, man. Three, if you count, not going either to the left or right. No, he, he is. He's going, the one always got me, and I never did, uh, I don't know if they ever did a celebrity. Oh, they did a celebrity version of, um, what's the fucking open in the box one? Uh, deal or no deal? They did do. Yeah, they did do. I sounded like such an old man there. <laughs> What's that opening the box? On? Um, but that one is the one. That Noel Edmonds on that. That's the things he comes out with. Yeah. Oh, you're playing a very <laughs> clever game. <laughs> no, they are literally picking boxes at random. There is nothing to this other than going. Mm, no, I'm a bit greedier than that. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, I went in for a meeting, I think I've revealed this story before, but I, I, I wanted to do a late night version of Deal or No Deal, where they just replayed Deal or No Deal and had mathematician experts commentating over the top of it, yeah. like they do on poker. Yeah. So going, uh, is, this yeah, well, what, that, <laughs> is this true what Noel's saying? No, it is not. There's, there's no evidence that Box 22 has. <laughs> we look back through the whole history of it, it evens out as about average. <laughs> There's that really curious mathematical conundrum where the, the, the game show thing of if you're given three boxes and one of them's got the prize and the other two don't, yeah. and if you pick one and it's not the prize, if you're then offered the option of switching your, your choice, yeah. so you pick A, B, or C, and you go, I think it's behind C, and then you op they open A first and it's not behind A, yeah. and then they say, you now have the choice of swapping your original answer. It actually mathematically is that if you swap, there's a greater chance of winning. Now that, I have had it explained to me <laughs> several times, it, I still can't get my head around it. That blows yeah. my fucking, and I think may, maybe Noel understands that. <laughs> and I don't. And maybe, maybe the people who've had that unlocked for them, deal or no deal, it's an absolute game of chess. Yeah. <laughs> It's the only way to explain his, his cruelty, because he's very cruel to go, oh dear, you made, you made the wrong choice there. It's just like, it's, it, it comes down to, it doesn't matter what, what decision you make at which point, if, you, if your amount you've got isn't the amount in the end box, you've yeah. lost, in, yeah. in his opinion. I don't know, I have always been watching that show and gotten drawn in, I have, yeah. I have to admit. And my wife has walked in on me, and I've been less ashamed if she caught me wanking over <laughs> cat porn. She actually, like, wait, 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 what are you, what are you, what are you watching Deal or No Deal? Yes. You fucking loser. <laughs> and I'm like, no, love, seriously, this guy has absolutely horsed it. It's brilliant. He totally should have taken the deal. Well, I'm the same. So uh, I, uh, I could have carried on watching that for a long time. Anyway, let's talk about something. Okay. Um, 
I didn't know you'd done so much acting. I know you've done a bit of acting, but there's some films I did. You, you, won, you won a Best Supporting Actor award. I won the most obscure award yeah. in the acting community. <laughs> I won the... I won... You are looking, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> at the winner of... What year was it? Do you have like... Uh, I think it's about 2006, maybe, was something like that. that I haven't got the... I haven't got I the... Like 2004. Okay, yeah. it might be, you know, you... I, 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 I think 2005, I, I was the recipient of the Best Supporting Actor at the Monaco International Festival of Non-Violent Films. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As well you should. As well you should. <laughs> was I, remember, I remember doing the Graham Norton show not long after and sitting there with Robert Downey Jr. And, and, and it was brought up and it was literally like that scene in Tropic Thunder of, you know, of eight-time Academy Award winner Kurt Lazarus and... Uh, MTV Best Kiss Award winner Toby Maguire. <laughs> like, what yeah. was the, so you did a film that was, that, that was for Are You Ready for Love? Are You Ready for Love? It was called yes. Yeah. Uh, with Michael Landon. Now I know there's no Michael Landon from Highway to No, Hell. Michael Brandon. Okay. <laughs> oh, he would have been dead oh, by then. No. He was long Michael, dead. Michael Brandon from <laughs> Dempsey and Mickpiece. No wonder it was non-violent if you had the <laughs> dead bloke from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. He'd been dead for twenty yes. years. Yeah, he died. He died of, he died quite young, Michael Landon. Michael Brandon, yeah, oh, he died. The truth. Okay, my apologies. He's Michael Brandon. His, he's taken his highway to heaven. Michael Brandon, who's going to be in Edinburgh this year doing the show. Yeah. But he was Jerry, he did Jerry Spring the Opera and Michael yeah. Brandon for a while, yeah. Yes, he yes. That's right. Okay, so he was yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, Andy Nyman, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Lucy Punch, there was some good people yeah. in it, like. Yeah. And, and uh, also uh, Jodie Marsh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what about uh, Zeman Overload? I asked, I, that was actually not a bad little, very yeah, low-budget, independent movie made in Manchester, filmed in three weeks. Uh, I, I was, I was the lead yeah, in yeah. that, and it was, it was, it went straight to video. Did it? To DVD. Straight to DVD. Yes. It's good to get the lead part. It was part nice. Of the film. It was, it was actually, I, I would, that was, that was one of the few, the very few things I have done <laughs> that I wouldn't slag off and say it was absolute shit. <laughs> it was actually, it was a nice little film. It, 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 the ending fizzled a bit. Yeah. But it was, it, I played a, 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 a writer with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder who couldn't leave the house, who couldn't fly, but had to have a meeting in LA about a, 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 a script he was writing and yeah. stuff, and became obsessed with this a porn star, or glamour model called Veronica Zemanova. Okay. Because he, he just gets dumped, and then he Googles some list of the, the sexiest women in the world, and, and the number one on this list that comes up is this, this glamour model called Veronica Zemanova, who's a real person, uh, who I think the director and writer of the, of the film was actually in real life obsessed with. Uh, <laughs> and so he becomes obsessed with her and, and wants to go out on a date, so writes a film about her. Yeah. It's all, it's actually quite meta, yeah. because she, the, the actress, was, she was supposed to be in it. Right. And then cancelled at the last minute because <laughs> you got scared I probably yeah. <laughs> but it actually it was it was, it was actually yeah, it was a good little yeah. film oh we'll look it up we'll look it up on this can we get it on Netflix no <laughs> not even that not I don't want to like I think actually, you could probably still buy it on Amazon I don't want to pay for it you could if you if, look, if you contact me on Twitter I will rip my copy <laughs> and I will, you can get it I will, you can torrent it <laughs> right that's what, is that what you say <laughs> You can tar- you can use views. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about stand up. You've been going, you've been stand up for well. I remember seeing you in the probably early nineties. Is that when you yeah, started? I, I did my first stand up comedy gig uh, in uh, November the third, nineteen ninety three. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and when, because the first time I saw, I think the first time I saw you, I think I might have met you before, you were doing the Alanis Morissette routine. That uh, was a very that could have been any time between 1995 <laughs> and about 2000. Right. <laughs> but I think it was quite early on. It was a, it was a very, um, I mean, it was, it was a very classic routine, wasn't it? That's a nice, thank you. Yeah. Um, and and, and a, pro, a properly... I was very happy with it. Yeah, it yeah. is one of those things where people still say... You know, I meet people and they go, yeah. oh, you're like, yeah, I mean, like that thing that you did <laughs> over 20 years ago. Um, so there is a, it's a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I was very, do you know what, that, that, when that's, 
when the album came out, I bought the album. Yeah. And I had an argument about that song. The song, ironic, before it was even released, right. I had these feelings about it. Yeah. And I argued about it with friends of mine at the time. And it, through the course of these arguments, that routine basically got written. Right. And I remember him saying, like, being funny in conversation. Like, as most, I don't know about you, your process, most of your best bits, a lot of times, they come out of just stuff you're saying in conversation. And you go, well, I'll remember that and turn it into a routine. And I remember going, yeah, it's, it's obscure, it's an album track on this album that's just been released by some woman who used to be a, a pop, popstrel in Canada, you know. So, but then it got, when, so, so when the song then was released and was not just a hit, but massive, yeah. I had like a ready form dream, almost waiting. <laughs> so you're so gonna it was the in. most topical I've ever been. I had, I had written the joke before the event took place, <laughs> So that was great. And it was, part of me is like, it, 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 that whole timing thing, like if Live the Apollo or the Rutherford had been around at the time and yeah. the, the, the likes of us had been doing it at the time, it would have been great to do that routine like once, bang on TV on a really big, but it was like, I, I did it on the stand-up show, which got maybe a million people and then, yeah. I, so then I did it somewhere else. So I kind of, it kind of filtered out Eventually, over the period of about three years, people, <laughs> people eventually, the, the, that routine just got round. Yeah. You know, so it would have, it would have been nice if, 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 it had, if it had just gone out, bang, in one hit. Yeah. Poof, but yeah, yeah so it could have been. I even regret how good my old routines are. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it felt like it was like you know, you when I saw you were a new comic and you had just this fully formed brilliantly kind of worked out uh, routine about this this subject so it, it was just you know I, I was, I was going to say it, feel, it must feel like a bit of uh, I was going to say a double edged sword myself but it's uh, isn't that ironic <laughs> but even no, now I not. look back at it now like, and, I, and, and part, some of it I kind of cringe some of it look at it, it I'm very whiny about her I'm quite sort of I, I'm all like oh you're whining cow you're moaning binge and all this and, I, and I'm a bit it, it just now I look at it and I go well, that's a bit you don't you don't need to be that nasty about her. No, no, sure. sure. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I do look back at it now and go, I, I could, I, you could have just attacked the lyrics without <laughs> having to be, come across like quite such a yeah, but it was, boorish individual. It was a different time. It was yeah, a different, exactly. It was the, the 90s. 90s. It was considered lazy, not misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> It is, that's, you know, we were talking backstage, but I did, when I did all my shows, many from the mid 2000s onwards, it's, you know, it is, there's some jokes there, oh, you know, yeah. you know, Twitter. In the Twitter generation, I would, even though I can defend that joke, I wouldn't want that joke to go out now because someone would go, and just yeah. take, take it as a tweet and say, oh, he said this, with it outside of the context of the show. You know? it, so, well, it is weird how things age. Like, yeah. I, got a, I got a grief from a guy because the, the routine I had about getting married, which, which I did uh, when I hosted Live at the Apollo, it got repeated recently. And when I did it first, gay marriage was not, it was not a thing. You know, it, it wasn't a thing that one could do. And now it is. It, it slightly dates the material, yeah, yeah. And, but this guy accused me of being homophobic because I wasn't, <laughs> I hadn't seen into the future <laughs> and, and, a, and a routine that was written five years before gay marriage was legal and performed on TV and about three and a half years before it was legal didn't take into account <laughs> that men could marry men. You, know? yeah. you should have seen it coming. Yeah. <laughs> in every sense. I'll ask you an emergency question. Um, I'm going has it lulled? Has it, it lulled? No, no, I just I feel Did like I talk it. too seriously about the mechanics of comedy there? No, no, it's not, that's all good. I like that. I'll, I'll ask you this question. We're talking about okay. twirls backstage. I hope that won't... Uh, won't. I think we were backstage I talking about twirls. I hope that won't we're, influence your answer to this question. We're talking about twirls backstage. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to be anally violated by a popular chocolate bar, you had to be. Which chocolate bar would you like inserted in your anus? With absolutely no hesitation, I would say a flake. Flake, yeah. Just because it would probably fall apart before it actually penetrated <laughs> particularly deeply. Like, flake versus my arse, yeah. my arse will win. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you... I, I, I don't want a lion bar fresh from the freezer. That would hurt. <laughs> that might be nice. <laughs> I, had, I had a double-decker the other day. Not on my arse. No, it's in my mouth. It's been a while since I've eaten one of those. I didn't, I'd forgotten what was inside. Double-deckers are not... There's not a lot of substance to a double-decker. It's not nice. I'd forgotten what it was. I thought it yes. might be like a it's, sort of picnic or something, no, but it's, it's like a chew, really. Isn't it's it? two decks of not very much. It's like a <laughs> slightly shitty nougat on top of a basically a crisp, rice crispy bun. Yeah. yeah. 
Wouldn't like that. Get fucked, right? <laughs> Double neckers are for losers, and you're wrong if you disagree. I'm amazed they're still, they're still going. Losers chocolate. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you uh, this one. I love getting needlessly angry at things. Like, I love, I love completely and utterly overreacting to something absolutely pointless. No, I prefer a picnic. That's because you're a cunt. <laughs> kind of a fucking arsehole likes picnics. Get the fuck out of my house. I, it's, it's really. You have a point, though, isn't it? You have a point. are weird. <laughs> All right, what about this? Question 496 if you're following at home. Do you think you've cried more tears or created more sexual juices in your lifetime? <laughs> And would you appreciate some afterlife it's a knockout dipstick affair to settle the question in heaven? I would very much appreciate the afterlife after knockout. And, and I'd like it, like, I would like it brought up with like what year each was created. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see, like, you just, because obviously the first 18 years, yeah. it's just tears, tears, right? That's it. And a lot. Yeah. With like a little bit of. Is my own included, by the way, the sexual uh, yes. juices? Yes, your own sexual juices. Oh yeah, okay. So, okay. so, be a bit, so <laughs> maybe thirty. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, yeah, but I'd like I'd like to see it year by year. That would be uh, that would be uh, that would be fascinating. <laughs> well, if God exists, um, and I'm sure he can make that dream come yeah. true. But I think I think just by the sheer, I mean, how how much do you cry when you even cry? No, I mean not a Compared lot. Compared to how much, yeah. you know. Well, it's not. I mean, it's getting, but as you get older, there's a less of that, isn't there? And there's more. More but you know, you're crying about yeah. how you're crying about how little spunk you're producing. <laughs> I've never found myself going, "Oh, I better tidy up in here. I've been crying too much." <laughs> My wife has never come home after she's been away. Here we go. Have you been crying in here? <laughs> Been, maybe with ladies it might be an interesting, more interesting question, but it's, yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, it's hard to quantify, isn't it? That's why it'd be interesting to know the answer. Uh, I'll, ask, this is, I'll, I'll ask you about, have you, have you ever met Brian Blessed? That's what I was going to ask no, you. No, I've never no. met Brian Blessed, and I'd love to. I, uh, I, I enjoy his work very much, I enjoy his attitude to life, I enjoy... You know, it's all well and good, people coming up and going, I liked your Lance Morissette routine, but he's still going, Gordon's alive! I mean, he's still doing it, if you ask him, he'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to get him on, on this, but we, it's, I've failed so far. But uh, you, You'd sure. only need, need the one microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I wanted to ask about this, yeah, which is some information on your website, that you are 3.2% Neanderthal. Oh yeah, is that um, true? I did uh, a, a thing. I did uh, uh, yet a, uh, one of the many television shows I was on that Darrow O'Brien hosts, uh, <laughs> which was uh, he did a show called Science Club. Oh yes, and, yes. And they did a, they, uh, in the first series they had a thing where they had various celebrity yeah. doing uh, uh, little pieces of camera or video clips. It's a very simple term that you're searching for it. Uh, and, and it was, it, it, we have certain genetic markers that tell us how Neanderthal we are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, we, we just did a test, it was one of those 23 and me, you know, yeah. genetic things. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm about 3%, which was, uh, we, we, more than him. I yeah, well, it sounds like, like a lot. You would look at us and you would think he was definitely more Neanderthal than <laughs> that. You would just assume that. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, that, and I don't even know how much the general population is. 3% sounds like a lot. Because uh, there was a time when, like, not that long ago, people didn't think that humans and Neanderthals actually interbred. But then that's so, so it's quite a modern thing to... Yeah, and there's still a discussion as to how violent the interbreeding was. <laughs> yeah. That is the, yeah, that is the slight downer of the discussion. When I was, when I was doing the actual scientific research about yeah. it and interviewing people at the Natural History Museum, they were like... Basically, they're going, yeah, well, there was, we're not really sure if it was... It all seemed a bit rapey, basically. <laughs> and it was that thing of, basically, I was trying to get a scientist to say, look, were we raping the Neanderthal or were the Neanderthal raping us? Well, tell us which. And it's like, well, the jury's out on that one. I reckon we were raping them. They're bigger than us. Yeah, but they're not around anymore, so I, I suggest <laughs> we dominated them in some way. 
Maybe we dominated them to get revenge on them for all the rape. <laughs> Maybe we were like, you know what? We <laughs> have to get rid of these guys. These guys keep sexually violating yeah. us. I think we should uh, wipe them out. <laughs> now, who said rape can't be funny? Um, everybody, and we proved them right. Um, I know you've been rubbing pork on your Twitch feeds recently. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, I have been. Uh, yes, you, yeah. this is the extent of your research. <laughs> yeah, now looks on your Twitter. I'm just going to look at what he's been tweeting about. Yeah. Oh, you've been cooking some pork. I'll ask him about that. <laughs> I do. I I um, uh, swing on uh, swing. Yeah. On, I, uh, my my Twitter is it, it can be any, occasionally I'll come up with a very funny joke on Twitter. Yeah, this and, and uh, or occasionally I get into an argument with a beloved children's celebrity for nicking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> or occasionally I will I will tweet the most mundane fucking things alive. Hey, it didn't look like mundane. I am nice. cooking poor. I live tweeted my own barbecuing of meat <laughs> uh, last week, and yeah, I took photographs. It looked nice. The, I saw it. Meat. You did some rubbed and some not rubbed. Yeah, yeah, and then and then wrapped some in foil, and I didn't tweet about it at all. Okay. Uh, and, but yeah, they they was gorgeous. Yeah, it I bought a new smoker. That's well, basically what the bottom of the line is. Yeah. Right. Should we go back to talking about rape? <laughs> Who'd have thought rubbing pork could be more controversial than raping Neanderthals? Is Either way around. Is it possible? I mean, like, I don't. I suppose it is. I think once we're up to Neanderthals, because about forty thousand years ago, we were we based. I was reading Sarah Pascoe's book. She's on next week. You must come and see the show. Yeah. Uh, and so we're we're the same uh, physiologically as we were as humans forty thousand years ago. So there's no there's no actual difference between like your brain and everything. So, well, for, uh, so I think Neanderthals are around 40,000 years ago, am I right? Uh, Neanderthal experts. Well, that's interesting you said because we're taller than we were like 100 years ago. Yeah, so. but, it's, but the brain and everything like that, we would be, you'd be able to, everything's different because you'd been foraging and you would be having, living terrible lives and so you wouldn't get as much food. The only reason we're taller is because we have more nutrients and, and more protein. But 40,000 years ago, there's no difference physically between your brain and uh, your, your DNA makeup. Well, have it I'm out. Gonna with, reject, uh, I'm going to reject your facts. And have it out, have it out with uh, Pasco, is what I'd say to you. I will. Yeah, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, I had to follow Sarah uh, recently. I have to really quickly finish my... Uh, at, at a gig. And we, were doing, we were doing our Edinburgh previews uh, together. She was on before me at the Ballam Comedy Festival. Oh, yes. And uh, I, I've never felt so old because she is 10 years younger than me and she went on before me and did a routine about getting old. <laughs> and you know you're an old comic when you're watching comedians 10 years younger than you doing jokes about getting old. And even the reference she made about getting old in her show was a, it was a Harry Potter reference, <laughs> and I didn't even get it. Like, <laughs> so like, I don't even get your reference that proves how old you are. That's how fucking old I am. So yeah. So, so I, and, and you're older than me. So I you am. Must, so you must want to kill yourself. Right now. All, <laughs> I've stayed very young at heart by. Uh, uh, my, by hanging around with people half my age for a long time. That was the only way to do it. So, um, well, talking, let's talk about your show. It's called Spoiler Alert. Yeah. So Edinburgh and then on tour. Yeah, and I've ruined myself. I, I, I gave it that name because it's a lot of it. It's all about being spoiled and uh, spoiling my kids and how oh, okay. spoiled we are in general as people. Yeah. And I feel like I'm contributing to the air of everybody being spoiled and self... What's the word? Self-indulgence? Yes, yeah. And entitled, self-entitled. Oh, entitlement, yeah. Um, that's a very simple phrase mm. for a man who talks for a living to just well, reach for. Well, given this what your show's about, you should probably yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I have this thing where it's like, it's, as I'm getting older, I, I always like it to just reaching for something that you assume is going to be there, yeah. and it just turns out the shelf is a lot further away than you thought it was. <laughs> and you're just flailing around with your hand in the dark. Yeah. It's like you're sitting in a workshop that you built that you know well, that, that thing is there. I can reach behind my head without even looking. But no, the wall keeps getting further away. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's about being spoiled. But I call it spoiler alert. And, and it's, it's a very common phrase, clearly. It is, yeah. And now I hear it. Like, you, you used the phrase just before I went on. Oh, right. And yes. it just made my ears prick up. Yeah. Which is it, just one of the things where you, I, feel, I feel like I've created a rod for my own back. Well, but then in a way, that's, it's kind of good to have. It is one of those phrases, I think, that people... It's, use, well, no, I haven't, I haven't then that's a good thing. <laughs> but then it's... 
but you know, then people are going to think you can't talk about what's in it because you'll spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I also think uh, if somebody writes a bad review, yeah. but it's got the word spoiler alert at the top of it, <laughs> yeah. people won't read the review. Yeah, that is also true of good reviews, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but this is, this is how long I've been in the business. Uh, <laughs> a good review makes no difference, a bad review makes all of us. Because other comedians won't retweet my good reviews. <laughs> So, um, your touring is a long tour, so it's through the autumn and the spring. Yeah. By the time this goes out, Edinburgh will be over, so there's no point in talking about Edinburgh, but... Okay. Um, but you're, you're... Sorry, Edinburgh. You're doing... Uh, <laughs> that we've just put you aside like that. Edinburgh will be gone by That's the time. That's an interesting term. That's an interesting big comedian. I always feel if you were from Edinburgh... Is there anybody here from Edinburgh by any chance? No. I am... It's just... It's just how... How utterly disrespectful <laughs> the comedy industry or the comedy fraternity are to the to, to Scotland's capital city <laughs> in that we, when we say Edinburgh, we mean the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yeah. Edinburgh is a large, thriving <laughs> metropolis. We're pe- full of people who go to work every day yeah. and industrious and intellectual and vibrant. And we just think of it as a thing we go to every three weeks every other year, yeah. right? And it just, we, we will literally, we will refer to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival as Edinburgh. Like, to the point, we, we refer to the month of August as Edinburgh. <laughs> I have used the phrase where I have said, no, I'm going to be in Melbourne for Edinburgh. Like, that's, that's the term I've used. And I just think it must be so disrespectful to people who actually live in Edinburgh that that's yeah. how we, you know, we're here all year round. But you know, it costs £4,000 for me to rent a flat there for a month, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck those fucking bellends. It's all right, Edinburgh's finished. It's finished. <laughs> See, it's over. Edinburgh's finished. <laughs> the city still exists. This is my point. It has not finished. Have you been there? Over. Have you been Nathan there during Nathan the University winter? is still there. <laughs> Edinburgh University is still there. People are there, working. But we're going, festival's not one. Fuck them. It's, it's, it's the rudest thing. Fuck them. <laughs> um, about nine years ago, you said where you'd like to be in ten years' time. Oh my <laughs> God, this is a horrible thing you're doing now. <laughs> it's, it's living in New Zealand and learning to fly a single-seater plane. <laughs> How's that going for you? Yeah. You've got a year to do it, mate. I, yeah, I changed my mind about moving to New Zealand because yeah. I had kids, that was it. Uh, I was, yeah, I, I did. Me and my wife, we, we, I proposed to my wife. I didn't propose to her when she was my wife. It would be a weird thing to do. But, uh, when she was my, but we, got, we got engaged in New Zealand right. and, and we've been out many times since. And we love it there. And yes, nine years ago, I think that, that, was, that, that was a plan. We, were, yeah. I was, we had this whole thing. We were like, go, we'll go back. And, she, and she, my wife, we were, and I'll just do fucking anything. Like, uh, um, I get asked to do, I'm a celebrity, get me out here every year, and I say no every year. I go, fuck, I'm going to do it this year. Because I'm just going to get money. I'll do ads, I'll do fucking any old shit. I don't know, right now there's always going, what? You're going to whore yourself more than you already do? <laughs> but I believe it or not, I do say no to things. I was going to say, I'm going to say yes to everything, let's fucking sell up, and then we'll, I'll go into like semi-retirement, we'll move to New Zealand. It was, it was a plan. And then... And then, a few years down the line, we <laughs> created what are essentially two-thirds of my parents' grandchildren. Yes. And I feel it's just not right to take them to the other side of the world. Yeah. Which now is like, so that's what? <laughs> England is now looking at me going, well, so that's all we've here. Yeah? You're going to be like, that, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, we were. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to just sort of retire and move to New Zealand and do... Nothing yeah, but learning. I mean, you, you could do it understand. in another 15 years' time. Exactly, but it yeah. would be, yeah, that. Have you looked into flying lessons? I, I did. Yeah. I did it for a bit. Oh, did you? Yeah. But again, it's very time consuming, and so are children. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't do everything, mate. No. Can't do everything. Oh. But yeah, but thank you for bringing up the life I never had. <laughs> Have you seen the film Sliding Doors? Because you know, maybe, maybe it's a great film. One of my favourite films. <laughs> You've got two sons. Any, any, any Kiwis in? Wait. Hey. Where are you from? Where are you? What? Jellyburg. I'm going to have to ask. Jellyburg, I think it is. Is that a place? Jellyburg. Is that a nickname for a place I'm not familiar with? Give, give us. 
The pardon me? The Viking. Of New right? Is it called Jellyburg? Dennyburg. Where, where, whereabouts is that? <laughs> I don't just say New Zealand because that's not. Uh, Southern Hawks Bay. Okay, right. So near, near Napier. <laughs> Walking or cycling? <laughs> Wouldn't you love to live in a country where the traffic was so reliable? You could describe how far away a place was by how long it took to get there. Wouldn't that mean? See, that's why I wanted to move to New Zealand. <laughs> by by single seater plane, it's an hour. That's what you're saying, right? That's how everyone gets around in New Zealand. Nice to meet. Well, that, well, I'm very fond. I'm very fond of New Zealand, and I've been to New Zealand too many times, and I'm too old to still be amused by how New Zealanders pronounce the word deck. <laughs> nothing will make me hoot like a middle-aged man from New Zealand talking about how he's got a great big deck everyone can sit on. <laughs> so talking of your children, your first son yeah. was called Cosmo, you yeah. named him after Cosmo. Cosmo. Excellent name, no fuck you, you're a showbiz wanker. <laughs> after Cosmo uh, from, well, the, no, from Seinfeld. No, I didn't name him after Cosmo from Seinfeld. No, because he's a racist. <laughs> that's going to be fact that subsequently. No, I did, no, no, I didn't name Cosmo because I liked the name. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I see that's a classic example because I think I said it in an interview. Yeah. I made a joke about and I how I wouldn't want it to be construed that I named him after Cosmo Kramer because yeah. I hadn't. <laughs> I didn't want people thinking, oh, he called his kid Cosmo because he's a big Seinfeld fan. And yet somehow yeah, because that has been Chinese whispered across the net too, so you named your kid yeah. after Cosmo from Seinfeld. <laughs> that's the now fact. I'm going to put that on Wikipedia. Well, I think it might be on Wikipedia. Because then I was going to... I imagine that's where you got it. You're doing your exhaustive <laughs> research. <laughs> Twitter, IMDB, Wikipedia. It's the holy trinity. That's what you need. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you know, then I wondered if Magnus, you'd like, were a big fan of Magnus Magnuson for your second no. son. But you know what? I, am a, I was a big man of fact. I, that's yeah. not why I called him Magnus. But I did, I had a radio show for a little while yes. on what was then called GLR, which is now BBC London Live, mm -hmm. and I interviewed Magnus Magnuson, and my co-host on uh, my show was my mother. And he flirted like fuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> we were like joking, we were, after the news, Magnus is going to be flirting with my ma a bit more. <laughs> and my ma goes, he's not flirting with me. And Magnus Magnuson goes, yes I am. And he came out with an absolute corker, because Adam Bloom was on as a guest as well. And uh, Magnus Magnuson was plugging his book, which was his memoir, which was called I've Started So I'll Finish. Yes. And the book, on the cover, it says, I've started, comma, so I'll finish. <laughs> and Adam just thought, that comma, she said, that's a bit anal, isn't it? And straight away, Magnus Magnuson went, well, it's not a colon. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! Magnus Magnuson, top bloke! Yeah. But that's not why I named Magnus. I just no. named Magnus because I love the name. But I did do a gig in Reykjavik recently, and it's so cool to just tell an audience your son's name and get a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. So if you have more yeah. kids, so I go to Reykjavik now. Did I tell you my second son's called Magnus? Ah! <laughs> uh, you used to write for the Metro. Have you used to do an article in the Metro? Every yeah, day? then you took over. Yeah, yeah, you did my cast-off job. I did. Yeah. I did it for a long time. And now uh, Dom Jolly does it, so that's how far it's descended now. Uh, but, um, on your final uh, Metro column, I've done some, gone deep. No, you I... said that you had sat on your own testicle. Was that true or was that? Yeah, I think it was that was that the, the one where I listed all the things that showed that I was getting old. Yeah, it was various things. Yeah, yeah. when you, when you sit on one of your own balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wasn't even naked. <laughs> I just said, "Ow, I hurt." Sitting down. That's that's a sign the party's over. Yeah. Mine haven't really got uh, too affected. That people warned me about the uh, the low hanging fruit of becoming an older man. But mine look is, at that. I've, mine is still. People, I've, I've started. I've opened my legs and moved myself down in my chair. <laughs> mine are still fairly. You know, I don't need a ball ha ball hammock. They're still fairly up there. Well, maybe they were never big to begin with. <laughs> when your balls are as ludicrously massive as mine, Richard. I'll have you know that my unborn son has balls so big that they were commented on by a lady looking at That them. is a weird thing. That is a thing that, you know, when, when, when babies are born, baby boys are born, because of the weird, the hormones that are happening, you know, the hormones that are happening, it's a medical term, uh, that sometimes kids, boys can be born with 
fucking massive bollocks. <laughs> it, it, they do, and then yeah. they, they, they just they just shrink down again after a, a few days. Yeah. It didn't happen either of mine, <laughs> but I, I'll look out for it. Yeah. It'll be fun to, you know, it's, it's interesting for a woman, I think, to, like, at that point where you realise you, you you've got a penis in you, like, growing inside you. That's got to be weird, right? <laughs> That's got to be a weird thing. And then coming out and then learning to deal with it. Yeah. She's got some surprises coming to... Because you've got both boys. We've got a girl. You've probably, got both probably, boys. Probably wants to jam with you on this. <laughs> and probably wants to just leave you hanging. <laughs> Go. Let's just see where Richard goes with this. I found, uh, I found people don't like people you're discussing uh, the genitalia of yeah. unborn children. Um, uh, no, I have two boys. I, I have two boys. Uh, my, my favorite remark about them uh, that I ever made on stage is that they're, they're, they're one is six, one is five. There's 17 months in the age difference. Right. My wife didn't want there to be too big a gap, so she had them both by a cesarean. Boom! <laughs> it's a good joke. It, it, it is technically flawless. It's just not a nice joke. Anything to look out for with they pee in your face? Is that uh, no? I mean, they're, they're, they're great. My, my thing, and the thing I've been talking about lately with my kids now is that, uh, and this is all part of the whole spoiling them thing, is like, I mean, first of all, they have English accents, which I find, you know, I'm not saying difficult to deal with. But just as, as an Irishman, and, and as a dad, you want your children to be a reflection of you. And, and, and they're, they're not just English, they're like posh English. So, and they, and they say things, and they ask for things that we give them. Things they only know exist because we've given them. But it just feels weird when my five-year-old son goes, Daddy, is there any more elderflower cordial? <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I, you spoiled the shit. I, that just, it just hurts to hear it, you know. I didn't even know what that was. I swear to God, the first time I had elderflower cordial, was, I was at a wedding. I was in my 20s, and I went to a wedding where there was no alcohol served. Yeah. And they, they toasted with elderflower. That was the first time I'd come across it. So we, and and that, that, that kind of thing. And what is nice is we'll take them to Derbyshire, where my in-laws are from. And I feel I'm, I'm much happier with that, because they come back from Derbyshire sounding like they're from Derbyshire. They're, they're, they're coming back and all like, oh, that's buggered. And it's, I, I find that. I find that much easier to deal with. But I swear, one of my favourite moments, this is not a way actor, I just, it was one of my beautiful things, my, my uh, Cosmo, when he was about five, we're sitting under, under, under a broken table, and he goes, things are either jiggered or buggered. <laughs> if something is jiggered, it can be fixed. But if it can't be fixed, it's buggered. <laughs> and he pointed to the broken table and went, that. It's what I call bugger. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, within a week of living back, back in the Saffron World and the accent goes, we, go, we need to go back up to the in-laws and top up the accent. Go and hang out with your cousins again. My dad said bugger. He said, we're buggered for bricks to his dad and was beaten for saying bugger to him. Oh, no, no. I just, I find, I, I, believe know, I know, I know it's technically a swear word, but I, 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 he's so charming when he says it. <laughs> Oh, here's something I wanted to ask you. In uh, October 2000... I love the way you preface every question with, here's something uh, yeah, I want to something. ask you. It's a fucking interview. It is. Like, something. You're supposed Ooh. to ask. Here's a good it's question. Like, it's a weird thing that you're doing. It's here's like, an excellent question. Did you notice question. how Parkinson never... Can I ask you a question? Can I just... Is it, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm I don't want to presume. Something. I don't want to presume. Do you mind if I inquire? <laughs> Do tell me to stop if you, if you don't want <coughs> no, me to ask questions. Um, in October 2008, you lost your Paul Smith brown leather jacket. And did you ever find it again? <laughs> <laughs> you left, no, you left it on the train. You were I hoping, left it on a train. You were did I tweet about that? No. How do you know I that? see, I, my research I goes deeper than you... I tell you that. No. It was in uh, an independent interview from... <laughs> You just lost it at the time, and you said, I'm hoping it'll turn up in lost property. It didn't. No. Well, that was you know just... what was really annoying about that as well? I got off the... I find it really annoying when I do something a bit stupid, and then every, all the infrastructure that surrounds me trying to go back and, and redress this stupid thing I've done, it turns out everyone else is more stupid than I am. <laughs> so, like, I got off a train and realised instantly I'd left my jacket on the train, but I couldn't get back to the train. 
I had to go to an office and go, it's on that train. And they go, which train? And it's like, I just, I'm describing where I've come in from. And they go, well, what platform is that? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Surely you know what platform that train is. <laughs> no. So, and it just became this thing of, there was no way. I, I realized, so, I, I was through the second barrier, and I, I, I was still in the station. I go, oh shit, I've had my jacket on the train. And the method of me getting back to the train to retrieve my jacket was broken. <laughs> there was no way to do it. So that's Gone. what happened there. Not everything can be gold in this. No, podcast. it doesn't have to be. It's just interesting that that mystery has been solved. In all fairness, well, that, not really. That, I wasn't really. I don't really miss that jacket. That jacket. Do you know what the problem with that jacket is? It was a leather jacket. It wasn't aging. No. It was when I when I got it, I went, well, I'll grow into it. It'll start to get more creased and wear a bit of wear off. Never yeah. did. All right. I, 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 after a while I was like, eventually I'm going to have to ask somebody to tie me to the back of a car and drag me while I wear this jacket in order for it to look just a bit weathered. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't do it. But there comes a point as well where a, a man is too old to wear a leather jacket, do you not think? I mean, not ten years ago, but now, do you not think we're too... I used to wear leather jacket. I used to wear like a, not like a zip-up leather jacket, but a... Uh, back to when I was back at 40. What? I did have yeah, it. Was it was like a tan buttoned. Okay, all right. Like a, was, all right, okay. It was tan. very nice, but I don't think I could wear it now. I think it's. I think once you get. And even that wasn't like a racy leather jacket, but I think you get older and then it's a bit. At what bit age like do you crisis. stop using the word racy? That's more pertinent point here. And what, you never what, what kind of a jacket does one consider racy? <laughs> See, racy, I think, stockings and suspenders. That's, 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 <laughs> but you know, you, you racy with a band who sang Some Girls. <laughs> well, that's a very problematic song now. <laughs> Have you heard, do you remember that song? Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls need a lot of loving and some girls don't. Yeah. I know I've got the feeling, but I don't know why. And here's the killer line. <laughs> some say they will and some girls lie. That is not okay. <laughs> and that song is... I, I, there's a lot of songs now. I, I remember when there was that whole thing about the... Um, uh, I know you want it. That, you, know, yeah. you know, blurred lines. And I thought there's nothing in that that's as bad as some songs that we still play. Like, people still get up. I've seen, like, fucking proper politically correct lefty people dancing around to jump around by House of Pain. Right. And are singing along. If your girl steps up, I'm smacking the hoe. <laughs> this is not all right. This is not okay. And yet we're fucking losing our mind over, I know you want it. Is anyone with me on this? Am I alone? In... Thank heaven for little girls. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, fuck me, as in yes, I, absolutely, let's not quote me out of context here. But so, you and Dara are very good friends, you've been best, you've been each other's best men. Yeah, yeah, we've been best men at each other's yeah. weddings, which is the same fact, <laughs> but I just said it better than you. <laughs> You're the best men. Um, <laughs> it's funny, I was at a wedding with my wife once, and the best man was a lawyer. And, uh, and he gave a really good speech. And afterwards, my wife goes, yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it be great? Like, to me, oh, it was the end of the night. <laughs> the wouldn't that be great if you were like, if your best friend was a lawyer? Because he'd give a really good best man speech, wouldn't he? And I went, yeah. Or if your best friend was like, a really fucking famous stand-up comedian. <laughs> wouldn't that be pretty fucking handy to have at your wedding? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Sorry, Dara, I mean, that was very good, but we'd really have rather a lawyer. He would, have, he would have gotten less laughs, but made more points of information. So how did you meet Dara early, early on as a stand-up? We met, uh, he was my, uh, he opened for me. He was my oh, really? support act at a gig in Dublin. And, uh, and we just got on famously because we instantly started bitching about everybody else on the Irish comedy circuit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and when he would come over and he would do sort of hip, hit and runs on the London scene, he would stay with me. And right. I remember distinctly one night in Muswell Hill, in my, on, on, having been and to just buy stuff, whatever, food, at the shop. There's the little details of the story that really make it. And we're walking back down the road to my house, and this woman just outside the shop just recognised me. She's like, oh, my, oh you're, you're Ed Byrne. She didn't even say you're that guy. She said, you're Ed Byrne. Proper fucking recognition, right? And I, yeah, and, and just completely blanked Dara. 
that was the moment he was determined he was going to be famous. I am sure. I'm, every time you see him on TV now, it's just, he's just trying to race further and further away from that moment where I was recognised and he wasn't. And I, well, I, my first time I met him, he said to me, oh, I met him in, I think, like 2001 in Edinburgh. He said, oh, nice to meet you. He said, you wrote a blog about me uh, in, because I, I, it was before I even wrote a blog, is I'd done a blog of one of the Lee and Herring tours, like just to, for our website. And I, at night after the tour, I used to just watch the cable TV in the hotels, and I got obsessed with watching Nevermind the, is it called Nevermind the, don't, don't, no, feed, don't feed the gondolas. Don't feed the gondolas. Yeah, it was, can I explain? There was, yeah. a, there was the, the, the sort of Irish equivalent of Have I Got News For You was called Don't Feed the Gondolas. And the reason it got that name is because there was a town council where they were trying to decide on, on ways to attract people into the, into the town centre. And one of the suggestions was that they put gondolas on the local lake. And one of the town councillors said, well, that's all very well, but who's going to feed them? That's a true story. <laughs> and that, so that's why that show was called Don't Feed the Gondolas. <laughs> But I just wrote about how it was a terrible mm. version of I've I Got News For You and how the bloke on it kept on going, ah, 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 all the time, and ah. when he did a joke. Right. And so Dara didn't like me for that no. straight away. <laughs> he said I was... <laughs> so, you, so you're basically saying, you said something quite mean yeah, about him, and he didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> he took it quite well, what is... how people can be like. <laughs> so that's why I ended up going around the world with him, because of that, I, that you... basic error. I still haven't told him that my wife wished we had a lawyer <laughs> at my <laughs> wedding instead of him. He watches the show. <laughs> well, I know how he'll react. <laughs> so we've met, we've... Um, Probably going to have to stop because you know it's been time has flown by. Uh, but I'm going to ask what you time one more. Yes, we start, right. been, we've done over an hour already. It's incredible. It's, it's flown by, hasn't it? Been, it's, he's all right, isn't he? He can he can talk, can he? Um, I'm going to. I think that's the first time I've heard that said in a complimentary way. <laughs> Nobody would say you can talk. It's a bit uh, snidey. Yeah. Have you? What is the strangest thing you've ever found in the embers of a bonfire? This is what we're going to end on. So let's hope you got something good. Oh my goodness me. Um, we have bonfires quite regularly out by my house because yeah. we don't have neighbours, so we, we, we're able to. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I bet there's something. I bet there's something. I, I, I don't think I've said this on the main podcast. I, maybe I have. But I found my first cat, uh, the first cat we had in our family in the uh, embers of, of a bonfire. <laughs> I didn't live for long. Uh, it is sad and horrific. Ah! Every time you stroke, ah! no, just slightly burnt. Presumably, you, all right. You, had, you hadn't thrown the cat on the bonfire. No, it was right. gone to it sleep. It was bonfire night, and the. Uh, do you have that? Do you have that See, in I don't Ireland? understand that. Yeah, we have. Bonfire. Well, in Ireland, we do bonfire. We do. We light a bonfire at Halloween. Right. So the bonfire night and Halloween are all done on the one night. Okay. We don't have a separate thing with the whole house department because that's definitely not a thing. But we do it. We 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 do it then. But being Irish, we it's, the fireworks and bonfires go on for a good week before and after. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's still have generally a lot of bangers going off. Uh, but no, I um, we um, yeah, I, 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 I had something for a second yeah. and then I started talking and now I lost it. Usually it's a great way to find some incredible childhood memory of something awful that's been destroyed in a fire. Just don't want to put the pressure on. Okay, I got, I got, I got... It's weird because, as I say, I love a bonfire, but we've, I've got nothing. I just found a piece of paper in my notebook. I don't, it's in my writing. It's just been a tit ripped bit of paper. <coughs> it says, this is childish, Brexit, comma, division. I wonder what that was about. Uh, so, uh, no, I remembered it. Yeah, come. The whole thing about hedgehogs, they oh, always yeah. say, and, and, and now your cat as well. Yeah. That, like, if you build a bonfire, what you should then do is pick the bonfire up and move it somewhere else. Okay. You know, because in case there's any hedgehogs in it. Wallace. But I think anything that's in a. Because bonfires are not, like, difficult to get out of. <laughs> I think if you, if you start to get hot <laughs> and can't climb out of the thing that's hot. Yeah. You deserve to die. <laughs> I think. I think hedgehogs that die in bonfires. Yeah. Fuck them. You know. And your cat didn't die though. Your it cat's lived, a lived fucking idiot cat. It was a little kitten. He was like, uh, it was I, think, I think. It was like I'm in a thing and it's on fire. And I'm don't you dare come here and talk you about. You fucking burned it alive. Don't tell me. Which is worse, me slagging it off or you burning it alive? 
he crawled into the fire after it, but I imagine. I don't yeah, know. It's probably so dumb and crawled into the fire while it was on fire. Like, I mean, that's... <laughs> Ooh, that's warm. He's dead. Oh, it's a bit too warm, He's but dead. I'll give it a go and see if it'll get cooler. He's dead. Oh, I'm dead. Like, that's to me what I think happened, happens to hedgehogs and cats that die in bonfires. He died the first time I left home. He died while I was away, when I was eight. He lived from when I was four till when I was 18, and then when I went away, and then he died while I was away. And you just desecrated his memory by saying he was a, As it happens, he, you know, he was a cat. He wasn't that intelligent. <laughs> That's, can I just say, as, a sto- as stories go, that wasn't a big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turned, and as it happens, he was a cat. Not a good, you know. Like if at the end of Sixth Sense it had been, and then it turned out Bruce Willis was a child psychologist. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a good ending to the story. I, I, I can't, I can't get, I'm not very good at those, and then I got off the bus jokes. I turned at the end. He was a cat. He was all the time. He was a cat. All, of, all the way through. All the time, Bruce Willis just wanted to help the child. <laughs> right, well, I'm disappointed in the, the bonfire story is gone so bad. Gone so bad. Bruce Willis ending. Now, you know, I'm sorry. It's gone so bad. a punchline there, and you went back to the fucking bonfire. Left, a, left, a, left, a, left a very bad taste. <laughs> left a very bad taste in the mouth at the end of what was up until then an enjoyable podcast. <laughs> Been ru- it's been ruined. <laughs> You've ruined this for me. Uh, Not just this one, all the 148 <laughs> other ones before. I've, I've shat on your entire career now by not having a good bonfire. Bonfire! How fucking contrived and niche is that question that you exactly. would have hanged everything on it? Have you ever found anything interesting in a... No! Because no one has except you, and even your story's fucking depressing. Someone found a clock in it, someone found... Adam Buxton found burnt pictures of his children. It was an amazing question. In the right hands, it's an amazing... Amazing question. So, some of my wife's university notes didn't burn well enough. Yeah, is that good? That's yeah, true. That's good. She burnt her freaking thesis. Because she had no she desire for it. Why did she do it that? Was, what? Because it's literally the size of that table taking up space in the house. Fucking pointless. Why burn it? Put it on the body. Why burn it? Why not recycle it? It was no kind of, oh, this is our way of freeing ourselves from, <laughs> from the concept of education. She just. It, it just, I don't need this anymore. Put that on the bonfire. Uh, burning it, that's and an extreme work. It was paper, it was all compact. Yeah. And, you know, and so I See? found one. Yeah, you could still resubmit this and you could get notes on it. <laughs> um, and so then you go, why did you burn it? Why didn't you recycle it? What's going on? Why do you hate education so much? That's... See, that's interesting. That's a psychological drama there. I've done everything I can with this fucking bonfire. (laughs) We're getting somewhere with it now. We were like, let's have an interval and then zero (laughs) pass. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ed Burns! You have been listening to Rich Train's Death Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rich Train, and my guest, Ed Byrne. The music uh, that you listen to during this bit is by a band called Pest. Why not check them out? They're probably on iTunes, I reckon. They probably do some other songs. This might just be their only one. Thank you very much to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone at Go Faster Strike. Thank you to everyone at the British Comedy Guide. You are all legends. Thank you to my producer, Ash Caffrey. And this is a Go Faster Strike. It is a fuzz. It is a Sky Potato production. Thank you for listening. Five emergency questions. Go Faster Strike.com slash EQ. Thank you.